0: You're listening to The Reclamation Show with Justin, Tonya Dawn, and Neva Lee Reckla, the first family
1: of inspired personal development. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Reclamation Show. We're so glad that you're joining us here again. And with us is my lovely family, my beautiful family, my hubby, Justin. Hello. And my beautiful daughter, Neva. Hi. We are all here today, really excited to talk about this topic because it keeps coming up in us and in the world and in relationships that we see. And so we're gonna talk today all about rebuilding trust in relationships, right? Globally, we see this happening. Like there have been some things that we've done to each other that weren't nice. And sometimes that means we have to rebuild trust, right? We may really, really, really want to just be forgiven and forget about it and move on right away. But sometimes there are relationship aspects that need to be tended to. This is true globally. This is true organizationally. This is true um, in families, right? In marriages, in couplings. This is true every time two people get together, two or more people, right? There, there's there is this component, um, this beautiful exponential component that that uh, that that happens when we come together, and also there's the messiness, right? And so we're invited to. To to address that messiness from that promise of the fact that that there is an energetic exponential factor when we come together, we're like a force multiplier when we come together. Um, if we can harmonize within those spaces, and a lot of times that means rebuilding trust. So I want to start with Neva. I'm going to ask you, what does rebuilding trust mean to you? Because it it's it's kind of a it's an intricate kind of thing, but I think we assume that we know what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, I think that building trust in relationships is kind of like rewalking along the stepping stones that had already been placed to make the relationship possible. Um, I think it's kind of like, okay, this has been tarnished. Now we need to work together to rebuild it into something newer and better.
1: Okay, I can see that. And so, so you said <laughs> building trust and then... And then the rebuilding trust. So they are kind of similar, but also a little bit different, right? Because in the initial building of trust, it's a clean slate. In the rebuilding of trust, something has occurred. The fissure has happened, right? And so, so that's a little bit of a nuanced difference, Justin. What does it mean to you?
2: I like. I really like the analogy, I, and I can see that is is that in our relationships we have we have these energies that we carry in how our relationships exist, right? It's kind of like a uh, a loop per se of where the energy is going and going and going. So I liked how you said the, the stepping path um, because I could see that it's like, it's like the record skipped, right? And the more times trust is broken. Now you've got a scratched record. It doesn't play very well. Right. And so rebuilding trust is going back to those moments and rebuilding and polishing and owning the fact that whatever the misstep was uh atoning for it and putting something up it's like every time there's a misstep the easiest way to rebuild trust is to to own up to it shore up the relationship through atonement and then don't do it again because you put uh you can put the reinforcement the uh, the, the atonement piece is the reinforcement in the re- in the relationship but then if you go back and do it again, well, that means your reinforcement wasn't very secure, wasn't very solid, and didn't really mean much because it was just a band-aid and not necessarily a, a reinforcement. And so I, I see it from a um uh, an energetic and frequency thing of and, and stories of like what does it serve us to pretend that the trust was lost, if especially if we were the ones that, that caused the triggering event
1: pretend the trust was lost or I mean, was not what
2: wasn't lost gotcha. pretend that it wasn't lost right uh because our egos want to be right rather than be in the relationship
1: yeah it's, it's uncomfortable to yeah, be called is. on something that you did right nobody likes that and so this is i like that analogy too we're going to expand on it after the break uh right now make sure you've gone over to superpowerexperts.com and got registered for the experience people just keep coming back for more it is very delicious but seating is limited keep that in mind and it is incredible excuse me i get so excited um so if you if you want to know what it feels like to experience the energy the field that allows for superpowers to be possible sign up for the next experience you will want to be there you can thank us later all right folks we're going to run to a break we're talking all about rebuilding trust in relationships and we'll come right back Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to The Reclamation Show. We're talking all about rebuilding trust and relationships. And, and before the break, Neva brought up this really cool visual of building trust in a relationship using these sort of stepping stones. And so, and Justin carried it forward. And, and what I was seeing in this is, is kind of this this really beautiful analogy. And what I love for our family in particular is that Justin and I spent a lot of time teaching things like building trust in businesses. When, they, when we had the corporate counterintelligence firm. Um, and so so we're looking at the fundamentals of building trust. And then what are the fundamentals of rebuilding trust? And so if we look at this stepping stones, um, imagine the initial building of the trust is like, you know, you just meet. Oh, la, I love you. You love me. And you, you put a stone down together. Right. OK, we, we this was fun. Yay. Dink. Now it's a thing. Right? And then over time, you have another stone and another stone, and that, and you're, as your relationship is progressing. Well, let's say something happens and, and a stone gets cracked, right? And so now it's like, whoa, okay, the stone is cracked. Maybe you can keep stepping on it a little bit longer, but it cracks, you know, maybe it gets bigger. Or, or you're like, oh, wait, I'm going to like p- cover up the crack, right? And so you kind of put a little cover up on it, and then you keep stepping on it, and now there's more cracks, so you keep covering it up. Um, that, that's, that's what happens with fissures that go unaddressed, right? And, and even the apology, like, oh, okay, sorry, I'm not going to do it again. But then if, if, if that's not truly mended in a way that as Justin, as you spoke to it, that, that keeps it from getting damaged again. Um, like pick the, that stone up maybe and replace it with a new stone it and that and that's really the invitation here is we can look at it um, as an invitation of oh we get to upgrade this stone like it, we don't just go upgrade all the stones if it's if it, if it ain't broke don't fix it right but if it is why don't we say hey we're in totally different places i mean look how many stones we've laid down together we've gone places together we have all kinds of new ideas. Why don't we reimagine this stone now? What could it be now? and you you put the new stone in, right? Mm-hmm. And over time, if the stones break or maybe you just then start to decide to upgrade, you know, and who who knows however the story goes for you, but that adds to the, um, it helps, I think, create the visual of, of the difference between simply building trust and rebuilding trust, right? Rebuilding, you're coming from a deficit. Yeah. Um, and, well, so, and, so, and so there and are different
2: protocols. Well, and sometimes that means that you have to go and, uh, in, in rebuilding trust, it mean may mean that the path that you were on isn't going to be the, necessarily the path that you go back to. It may be that you, it... In rebuilding trust, the path looks a little bit different now than than it did when, when you first started.
1: Beautiful, I love that you said that. And if and if and if everybody involved is more committed to the relationship than to where they thought the path was going,
2: then, it'll then go they go can it's pivot. Gonna, it's going to yeah. go where it's going to go. Please put
1: another stone down and let it take you where it's going to go. That's how you create these um, relationship containers that can continue to evolve as each of us as individuals evolves. It doesn't keep us stagnant. If we insist on using those same stones again, we're saying we're too afraid to, to go anywhere together, right? We're, we're, we're more, we're more concerned with, we're, we're more motivated by the, the, where we think this path is going, even though we, we may have changed, you know, 20 years may have gone by, right? Who knows where the path could go now? We're, we're, more brilliant as beings. I bet we could re- imagine an even bigger path together. Right. And so, and that leads us to, to, to doing the imagining. So, so Neva w- with the parent child dynamic in this, it's uh, it's a, it's a funny thing. Cause a lot of time, you know, the child is, is in training, right. And so the, the parents have to help the child train their own avatar. And, and as, and as your own sort of wholeness, you're learning how to train your own avatar. Um, what does that look like kind of being in awareness of these higher sort of concepts and still being in the experience of it?
0: Yeah. I think that it's a interesting walk for sure, because at least from my experience, I'm able to see the evolved perspective, but sometimes I still, I'm still 12. Um, And so with that, it's, kind of seeing both perspectives of like okay here's what's possible but then also like i'm not quite there yet sometimes Mm -hmm. um and so i think that sometimes at least for me i tend to be impatient with myself around it because it's like oh i know what i can do but then it's like oh Sometimes you can't take the shortcuts. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I love the fact that you bring that up and you were like, yes, you're still 12. I mean, this is how we raise you. You're in awareness of these things. We talk about it. You help us coach clients with it, right? I mean, you're in it. And like you said, you're still 12. But I, I think that's a beautiful reflection because we know you're still 12. And what a beautiful reflection for, for parents out there. When you can recognize that us as human beings and our minds are just nothing more than a chemical computer (laughs) with emotions and all sorts of things and recognize that our behaviors, our patterns of communications, what we believe, what we feel, what we think, how we see the world are nothing more than the programs that our parents put into us, which put were put into them by their parents which were put into them by their parents and it might have evolved throughout the generations then we can see and monitor our own behaviors from our own awareness so we can show you something different as to what the trust rebuilding trust conversation looked like from when i was a kid Mm -hmm. so you don't have to carry it forward so you can choose your relationships better. And the ones that are important to you, you can focus on actually doing the work and focusing on the actual relationship and not necessarily the path that you're on because you're focused on the relationship. What's the goal is the relationship. How you get there is up to you.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately with the goal being to, to give our children the, the most sense of freedom to create as possible. Right. And as you were talking, it, it dawned on me like we have a really interesting dynamic here because not only are you and I consciously aware of what we contributed to, to her programming. Right. Because we can both see ourselves in her um, as, as a lot of people can. Right. Mo- you know, I, I, I would, I would say most children are having sort of a dual existence. Um, I think most of us can recall sort of knowing more than we, we could ever express or knowing more. Or, or sensing more or or being more or something than uh, maybe even our, it felt our parents could see us as, right? I don't think that that's that unusual. It's it's how that gets cultivated. And so here you and I are very consciously where we're super motivated to clear those programs in ourselves for purely selfish reasons and also really dedicated to do it for our children. And then Neva, you also have Danica and Caden in a totally different generational group who are also ha- who also have a very vested interest in, in assisting you in the ways that that they can look back now and say that they would have done it differently, right?
2: And what's beautiful about that is they're they're close enough to, you know, because they're still in their early twenties, they're close enough to where they've exited that parenting program and now they're full fledged adults, but they're still close enough to it and they have enough awareness of it that they can share it from, uh, hey, I just got off that boat. That's right. The story and, and share their experiences with you. Like, hey, this is what I would have done differently because n- n- this is what I had to do in order to get to where I'm at right now. Well, so here's and, the advanced path.
1: And it's interesting because Neva, you did that episode with Les Jensen on the the kind of sharing love throughout generations. Yeah, spreading love throughout generations, and it, it it really touched in on that. And it makes me wonder about the the request you made for your particular walk because you have all these touch points into all of these different generational areas. Uh, uh, you know, in my world, that there's, there's always a purpose to that stuff. Are you seeing anything reflected in that as we're talking about it?
0: It's definitely something I'll have to sit on more, but I'm seeing, like, how with this walk and stuff, and, I mean, in regards to, like, what we're talking about building trust, is, like, that conversation with the building building and spreading love throughout generations i think in order especially with like parent kid dynamics there has to be the note of the like intergenerational interweaving of the relationship in order to build the trust so i could see how those are connected
1: Mm, that's really beautiful how you said that well wonderful and i and and so let's give we're gonna give folks tools right because this is this is a, a key component of every single relationship you will ever have is building and rebuilding trust, right? And so so one of the easiest ways that we all know of and that we go into, honestly, is the SIFA method. If you haven't had the experience yet, go have the experience. I highly recommend somebody in your family go through the core classes. So somebody in your family can facilitate this on call when necessary for your family is the
2: quickest way to cross that bridge whenever that trust has been broken
1: that's right that process allows you to remember who you are remember who your other family members are remember what you're here for just remember that to destroy each other over an ego play is really not the one you want right? And and it, and, it, and it happens quickly. If we're not able to manage those impulses, Sifa will help you manage those impulses. And it doesn't matter where you're at and where all your family members are at, it will meet them where they are. And it may just be able to get them to a place where they can take a breath. And that's a win. On some days, that is a win to just get that breath, right? And then maybe it's get the breath and, and take a pause and center in and reconnect and soften our hearts and light up our faces and remember that we love each other. And when we can do that, we can find a solution. We can listen. We can create containers and relationships in love. We can build trust and we can rebuild trust. It is worth it get somebody in your family over to the experience and into that core class so that you can use this method when necessary in your families so you can come from peace and calm and have more fun together, right? So that that's my vote. That, that's what I have to well, offer. That's, that's the thing.
2: And then I, I can feel people going, yeah, but that seems like a lot of work, mm-hmm. right? That seems like like a challenge. Well... If the relationship is what's important, and the family unit is what is important, it's worth it.
1: Well, and it, Sifa's is easy it, compared it, it, to Sifa's, what you've been doing. be exactly. <laughs> like Sifa, the arguing, the hard part. Sifa's a walk
2: in the park. I mean, you could have it resolved <laughs> for fifteen and fifteen minutes. Done. Or or Sifa. or you can sit in it for sit in the you know, Johnny's and so Johnny or Sally, you know, they're not they're not acting right, mm-hmm. or or your husband or your spouse, they're you know not acting. Right. Now you spend four days. In the uncomfortableness
1: and the hell, and, like and it's the hell that gets created, that. and every other
2: story that gets created, and then everything that happens from there, and, and then you, just, you
1: tell your friend because you're upset, and then you post about it on social, and now you've shared it with it. on and on, on right? And, on and, on so, and on. so Sifa becomes the easy solution in in that scenario. I like I like that you said that.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, I look at the choices. It's like, well, you can choose the hell loop, the or kick in the butt, 15, over, and over fifteen again. minutes of just. <sighs> going through the CIFA process and being done. I mean, we've used it over and continue to use it. It's our go to. it doesn't Why? get old. Why? Because we're not perfect. <laughs> we're human beings.
1: And we're really smart. <laughs> we carry we
2: carry a lot we carry a lot of programming. And when God said here's something that you can use, we we're like, Okay, thank, thank you, so, you Thank you, boss. We'll take it. Right. And and there we are.
0: I thought of an analogy to sell Sifa. Okay, okay. We play this game called Raymond Legends, and they have these little characters. And in one of the levels, there's this dude, and he like abducts one of these little like innocent characters, and he like honks her nose, and then like your job is to go and like save her. And she ends up saving herself and, like, honking him on the nose. But then at the end of the level, you get to boot this dude. And so you kick him. And he boots into outer space, right? And when he gets into outer space, he lands on this planet. This planet has a bunch of, like, little hole slots in it. And the little dude lands in one of the hole slot. And then these devils with pitchforks come. And they just constantly jab him in the butt. So... <laughs> the old way of doing things—you had to have been there. Is like you're the old dude getting jabbed in the butt, in the butt. But the new way of doing things is you're the little dude with the pitchfork, and you're defeating all the bad things. Okay, there you go. I, I like
2: <laughs> it. Yeah, yep. The twelve-year-old said, "Poked in the butt."
1: <laughs> if you know what we're not, Raven Raven Ra-
2: Ra- Ra- I, Ra- 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 I got it. Raymond Ra- 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 Legends. Legends. It's a good analogy. I can see how it's a video the video game. I yeah. got not sponsored. It. Yeah, I, I, I could I I see it. But we could be. Yeah, yeah. I could see it. Well, let's, I, I, I want to look at this just one more second, because this thought came to me.
0: Being poked in the butt?
2: Why is it? <laughs> <laughs> and we might want to wrap up right there. Um, why? Wow. It, why is it? And, and we talk about this in depth, but why... <laughs> Why is that our default? Why, why rather than leaning in? Why is why is our why is the human default, the human program, the default program to lean out? What and you and I have talked about this in depth upon layers, upon layers, upon layers. And the very base layer, what what is that? What is that program? That core programming in our DNA that says run. Do you know?
0: Can I answer? Sure. Yeah. So, from my personal perspective, because folks um this title that my mother dearest chose may or may not be based on some f- um recent events in the recla household maybe may- use your imagination anyways um i may say or may it, not it. confessional <laughs>
2: say at <it>, the 12 year old
0: <laughs> i may or may not have been the perpetuator of the title but you know it's in my mom's mind so we'll never know mm-hmm. um Mm-hmm. But from my personal experience, I think that as humans, we go into fight or flight senses when we feel like, A, we're being called out for something or accused of something. Because um, most of the time that's when trust gets broken is when someone has, quote unquote, done something to the other person. So I think that <laughs> the fight or flight senses get triggered And then when someone's like, hey, you did this, our brains kind of want to go, ah, run away. Um, Because it's not fun to be called out for things that you've done. And it's also not fun when you know somebody no longer trusts you. And so I think our brains sometimes immediately go into a... Judge others before you can be judged. We were just watching um, Jumanji, and one of the characters was talking another one of the characters of like do you just judge people so they you hate them before they can hate you and i think that's true of most humans is before something can happen where like we get hurt we tend to go to immediately hurt the other person so therefore we disconnect and therefore that actually works against what we actually want to have happen because then it breaks the trust more but humans typically don't think when we're in our emotions
1: I think that's a that's a great way of looking at it and and, um, you know Neva's in observation and witness to the human dynamics I would say right underneath of that to, to answer your question goes back to what we believe about who we are and how we came to be right the evolution from the creature to knowing yourself as a creature to knowing yourself as created to knowing yourself as creator is part of that journey. And in the creature mindset, if you will, it, it is exactly what Neva is speaking to that, that fight or flight, right? That's a survival mode. Um, there's really no thought given to much beyond that moment, right? Or caring May- about others. Or caring about others, right? It, it's all about getting to the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. Um, and, and at some point we come to realization that, you know, what, wait, why are we doing this? Like what, what moment, like where are these moments taking us and why are we here? And wait, who are we, right? And so then it's like, how did we come to be? And it's like, well, something must have created, something must have occurred to make us, and then we start to open up to this idea of being created, right? Well, so so that starts to evolve us beyond the survival story. Um, however, there are still programs from the survival story that we have individually and collectively that we haven't quite reimagined yet. Trust, rebuilding trust, this is one of them, right? We keep uncovering them globally. We're seeing a lot of them. We're we're looking at a lot of fissures that have been band-aided over and band-aided over and band-aided over um, and, and they're just not holding up anymore. Those stones need to be replaced in a lot of areas in our personal lives, in our family lives, in our organizational lives, and, and in our our global lives. And and our recommendation is to reimagine them. Give take the opportunity. I, I keep joking, not joking, and saying like many of us see all those fissures, and we're busily trying to pour light into it before another bandage gets put on it, because this is an opportunity to reimagine those stones, right? To reimagine how we're gonna relate together um, and not try to cover it up, not pretend these things didn't happen, but just say, okay, got it, I got it. I'm not gonna be run by this fear of running away anymore. We're gonna face this and we're just gonna talk about it. Yeah, we're gonna lean into each other. Yeah,
2: run run towards the light, not away from it, right? Run, run towards each other because- The
1: light isn't scary.
2: Because when we have a better chance of survival when there are two or more out of there, you know, there's IV. And, and it's, we, we, we can run off on our own, but the chances of actual death, the thing that we fear, right, the thing that we say we don't want the most, is what we actually create when we run away.
1: Well, and, and I'll I'll wrap up with this. This just came to me as you were talking, and there are many, many, many people standing at that precipice of knowing themselves, moving from knowing themselves as the created to knowing themselves as the creator. And the one thing that keeps them back is they keep experiencing these survival programs. So it it triggers a response that says, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. This is going to be scary. The only way to be completely done with those survival stories is to step into that next phase and start knowing yourself as a creator. And that means facing everything that you have created in your existence and looking at it now with these eyes that are full of light, because you now know the light, you know, you are the light and allowing yourself to reimagine them and have conversations and say, wow, what, what, what can I do now, given where I'm at now? Right and, and, and everything that you would want to cover up Or not admit to Or anything else You turn and you look And you shine light on it And you say I see you I'm just not afraid of you And that's how we do this One stone at a time And some of those stones are big folks But enough of us are lit up That we can change And reimagine those stones together I promise you that And the best way you can support that cause If that lights you up this mission of love that we're on here in the Rekla household, make sure you get over to superpowerexperts.com and sign up for the experience. It is moving people. It is working people. It is changing lives. The reports coming back are amazing. If you haven't had a connection into the SIFA yet, you're going to want to. It is um, remarkable what's happening over in that space. Go over to superpowerexperts.com. You can't miss it. We welcome you there. Seats are limited, so make sure you get signed up. My loves, thank you for this conversation. I know uh, it can be tough sometimes to have conversations about things that make us uncomfortable.
2: And thank you to the listener for uh, being with us along this parenting edition of <laughs> the Reclamation Show. <laughs>
1: the, the confessional and parenting edition of Reclamation. And and thank you, Neva, particularly for your willingness to be transparent, for recognizing, yes, you play the avatar but you are also something so much more. And when we come together, we can help train your avatar and teach you how to train your avatar so you truly can feel free to create however you want to. And make a good podcast episode after it. Brilliant. And share it with others Mm, too. (laughs) Awesome. Well, folks, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. We really appreciate the fact that you come here with us and listen and share these episodes with others who need it um, and join in our mission of love. Thank you for that. And from our inspired family to yours, we we love love you. you. Goodbye for now.
2: Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to SuperpowerExperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.